welcome back to Life with Green. My name is Greenlee Clark, and today I am here with special guest star Kendall Kirkendall. Well, hello! <laughs> so, this is very unrelated to overthinking, which is what the whole episode is about today, but I just wanted to let everyone know that right now, the day that I'm posting this, January 16th, is Kendall's birthday. So, if you can, it'd be really cool if you guys could wish her happy birthday. I know, right right now we're recording a whole week before, but hate to put you on the spot. What are your birthday plans? We'll do that. Um, I don't think I have a lot planned for my birthday, actually. I think we're doing a family dinner the day after, but unless Wayne, something, Wayne does something for me. Yeah. <laughs> we're relying, she's relying on the boyfriend, guys. <laughs> so, oh, I had, oh, that's what I was going to relate to this. Your birthday, turning 22... You are my first guest that is not in high school. Oh my goodness. So, not old, but a little more years of knowing about life. Uh, I thought it would be fun to talk about overthinking with you because you and I kind of overthink about similar things. And you know a lot more about me and you've given me advice on stuff when I needed it most. So, I'm really excited about today. For people listening that don't know, I know Kendall because I am dating her brother. It was not really related to the episode at all. But if you recognize the last name, that's, you know, you can put the two together. So, the first thing that I thought we would do is just get to the Instagram answers. Because a lot of people requested for this episode to happen again. And I think people gave us great things to work off of. Which... I know you already looked at the list, so let's just get into it. <laughs> so the first thing that I wanted to talk about was pleasing other people because you already said like that was something that you could definitely relate to. And it's kind of a it's a topic that I think a lot of people can relate to when it comes to overthinking. Mm-hmm. Is there a time in your life that you can think of where you were overthinking about pleasing a person so bad that it ended up becoming a worse situation? Um, I think that thinking back on everything that I've been through, I really tried pleasing my friend groups in high school way more than anyone else. Um, I really wanted to fit in with everybody and I wanted to be everyone's friend. And in reality, you can't really be everyone's friend no matter how nice you are. So I think that that's when it's happened to me the most and also in some job situations. Um, I really, I would say yes. I'm a yes person. I still am, and I need to work on that. But um, I think I've said yes to things that maybe I shouldn't have in a lot of situations. Yeah. So. That's that's why I'm really excited to be talking about all this with you today, because a lot of people gave me a lot of, you know, answers that I would expect a lot of high schoolers and younger kids to say. And I'm really excited to hear about all of this because like you're saying you struggled with pleasing your friend group now that I'm a senior in high school kind of realized not everyone is gonna like you which it still bothers me obviously mm-hmm. but me too, me too. I, d- I definitely relate with that and I relate with what this person said pleasing other people has always been something that I've wanted to do it's it, it frustrates me when someone's not okay with me and I don't know I know you can't force friendships I know everyone isn't going to like you, but it's still bothering. Yes, and when it comes to pleasing other people, I think that it's okay if you're doing it, 
and you know you want to make friends and you know you're you're doing it in a way that's positive but if it's jeopardizing who you are as a person or if it's jeopardizing your relationships anyway then really just cut to the chase and be like you know just don't do it you know if it's something that you didn't want to do in the first place you're going out of your way and you just don't feel like you're the same person after just kind of maybe find new friends or maybe do something different or and that's going to be something that a lot of you guys are going to be running into as well with <laughs> growing up um you might end up choosing different paths in life that you know you never thought you would or maybe your friends don't want for you or maybe even your family doesn't want if it's a major in college or maybe if you don't want to go to college and you want to just get into a trade you know do what you got to do for yourself and learn grow don't stay complacent do what you got to do this you are the perfect guest to have today i'm so happy that i asked you to do this guys kendall has given me so much advice when i've complained about you know silly little high school things and really high school feels like the end of the world and especially with the drama that you can come across, it definitely feels like you're not going to make it. But all of these tough situations, you can really apply to the real world. I already, before we even started recording, we were talking about life after high school. And I can already apply what I've learned to my future. And it, I'm just so excited to be talking about all this with you. <laughs> so you mentioned college and somebody brought up that they overthink about their college choices and the things that they're choosing to major in. Did you struggle with this? Do you have any advice for that? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> and um, it's so normal. And I almost guarantee what you want to do now, you will not want to do in two years from now. And once you get going on that road, and that's for a lot of people. I mean, some people know what they want, and they'll yeah. chase after it, and they'll know from the beginning and to the end. But for me, that wasn't the case, and I changed my mind. Oh, my gosh. I started my college journey, and I was a biology major. And then I tried to do neuroscience. And then <laughs> I, you know, was pre-med. And then I ended up with just a psychology and a minor in chemical dependencies so I could have my science-y right. brain in it. But um, you change. You change your mind. You change your career path. And even now to this day, I'm thinking I might want to do something different because I thought I wanted to be a counselor. And I thought I wanted to be a clinical psychologist and have my own firm and, mm -hmm. you know, help people that way. But now I'm thinking, do I want to be a teacher? Right. Totally different. Right. Completely different path. So, you know, when it comes to picking your major, if it's something you're interested in, you got all those prereqs, you got the electives, you got time to really dive into it. And if you don't like it, sometimes those credits will transfer. So don't worry about it. It's not lost. You know, right. you learn skills through it. Um, and don't be scared to change. You know, once you pick something, that doesn't mean that's what it has to be. You can change it at any point in time. So don't don't freak out and don't overthink it too hard. Go with the flow for a little bit. But if you are serious about going into college, uh, there is a little stress into that. So make sure you're working on that now because uh, your grades matter all the way through. And, you know, applying and doing all that is important as well. So don't, it's stressful, but don't overthink it, I guess. There's a balance between it. Yes, you're going to feel the stress and make sure it's healthy stress, but overthinking that kind of stuff normal but just do your best to you know find your vibe and find what 
what you want to do, study it up, and then change if you don't right. like it. So you struggled with your major. Did you ever struggle with choosing what college you wanted to go to? Um, or did you kind of... For those of you that don't know, Kendall went to WSU, mm-hmm. and I was just wondering, was before you chose WSU, was there other colleges that you're like, I want to go to this college? Yes, and this is another funny thing. Um, I wanted to go. I wanted to go away from my hometown. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go away from just, I wanted to be my own person mm-hmm. and start my own journey in life. So I was actually thinking Arizona. Arizona, <laughs> sweet. So that's where I wanted to go, and that was my dream school, and I talked about it with my family, and then I was like, well, um, I did almost have an offer. I think I did, I don't even remember, but um, for a college um, to play softball in New York. And I was like, oh, wow. oh my God. I would love to live in New York. Let's go do this. And then wow. I was like, you know, I don't want to play sports. I kind of want to just focus on school. And then once I started looking in-state, um, it was not hard for me to make my choice to go to WSU. But for me, I also, you know, I went to three different campuses inside of WSU. I went to Pullman, I went to Vancouver, and I did online. So right. Um, when it comes to switching what you're doing and switching your majors, I know all about all that too well because I yeah. started at one campus, I went to another, and I even went to no campuses and just finished out my degree once COVID started strictly online. So um, it really, I don't know, it, once I had my mindset on WSU, I stayed with it. And it was easier for me because there was a campus home, so I could come back home once I decided right. I did not want to go far away. Um, but like I said, you know, don't be scared to change change what you're doing. Change it up. Kind of decide who you are and what you want to be. I don't even know who I am at this point <laughs> in time. But you kind of just got to go with the flow and do your best to get through what you, the stressors you're feeling at that moment. So. Do you think if you had gone out of state, you would have been happier? Or do you think, like, being six hours away from home was probably the good distance? I think that, I think what I did was good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I would have been happier at all. Um, not to be peer No, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> but, um, no, I personally, I was a homebody more than I realized I was. Right. Um, when I was in high school, back to the pleasing your friends and stuff, like, I wanted to be going out and I wanted to be having fun and going and doing things with my friends and um, I did that all the time and I was like oh my gosh you know I'm such a people person (laughs) I am so social I'll be fine in college and then when I left for college I was like I am not fine I am not a people person Um, I want my bed at home and I want my mom right like I hated not being able to talk to her every day and I was like what the heck yeah so um if I would have went out of state, it probably would have been harder for me. And then not only that, but um, the idea of having to transfer colleges would have been scarier. So for me, I was really blessed that I could come home and just transfer campuses right. and not have to transfer the credits as well. But um, don't let that scare you either or anyone listening that if you do go out of state or travel away for a job or anything in the next few years... Don't be scared to, you know, come back if it doesn't work and try and figure it out with what you have, you know, just going, going with what you got. (laughs) I, looking at GCU, I've talked about it before on here already. I'm looking at Grand Canyon University, which is in Arizona, and (laughs) kind of have a little backup plan in my mind. They have online 
which I know like three of my teachers at my school have gotten their like masters by doing online. They got to stay home in Washington and you know get their degree through them. So if I end up not wanting to be on campus, I do plan on probably going online. And I've thought about like, oh, if I end up wanting to get ahead, I can do online and stay home in Washington during the summer and get some courses done. But choosing a, and obviously you have way more experience with the college stuff than I do because I'm still in high school. But when this person brought up the college choices and what they're wanting to major in, I definitely could relate. I mean, I love GCU, but I'm still looking at other colleges. I'm still trying to stay open-minded and not, I'm not trying, I'm trying not to overthink about it too much because it's like, you know, I like this. I know what I want. Mm -hmm. Uh, The major thing, I was dead set on being a teacher pretty much all of middle school and high school. And then after the pandemic happened, I just kind of got the idea of, oh, I'm going to be a radio host. I'm going to do this stuff with broadcasting. So I feel like I don't struggle with my major as much as other people have, but who knows? I could end up going to college and switching it up. I could find that, you know, maybe talking on air is not my thing. (laughs) And that's kind of where you kind of figure it out is college. I mean, people change their majors so it's, it's almost more common for people to change their majors than to stick with one all the way through. And if they are sticking with one all the way through, sometimes they don't even practice in what their major is because they never liked it. And they're like, oh my gosh, I just studied it because it was something that everyone else was doing, you know, or something that I thought I liked. And then they don't end up liking it. Like, I have friends that have changed their majors, and now they're doing something completely different that I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not even related. <laughs> they're like in the medical field when they were studying nothing close to being medical I'm like oh my goodness (laughs) I have some friends that have wanted to do the same career since we were in grade school and I'm very interested to see if they stick with it like I think it'd be really cool you know I know of people who have stuck with what they've wanted to do their whole lives Mm -hmm. but it would be interesting you know this person wants to be a doctor but that they could end up you know running their own business for like a company you've never even heard of yeah and that's where it's kind of fun too because you get to start learning you know, more about what it means to be in the field, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when it comes to people wanting to go medical, because that was me. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so smart. I got (laughs) the sciences, and I I felt like I could do medical. And then it was learning what it meant to be going pre-med and Mm -hmm. learning the class schedules and, like, what was on your class load. And then not only that, but the schooling after was more intensive than even just saying, oh, it's eight years on top of your four-year. No, there's like, you know... Did you plan on being a doctor, like going for that long? I wanted to be a psychiatrist, which is the same as a doctor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it's pretty much just a psychology doctor. And then I was like, yeah, (laughs) And learning what it actually meant to be a psychiatrist. It was like, you know, you only prescribe the medications instead of doing the counseling and at that time I was like I want to counsel like I want to help people through whatever they're feeling so they're overthinking because I can relate too hard on the overthinking (laughs) I'm like yep 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 sounds about right that's what it feels like we've talked about like pleasing other people and the college choices here I had someone say friendships and relationships overthinking The friendships and relationships, I feel like, can go with that, you know, especially with going to college and in high school. Mm -hmm. Was there a friendship situation where you look back and you're like, if I hadn't overthought about that, it wouldn't have even happened? You know what I mean? Um, I am trying to think about 
probably, I mean, there's probably a lot of situations where I overthought, but then at the same time, like, I would, I would go home and think about the drama that is happening, and I would always feel like it was my fault, and mm-hmm. I would always kind of be the one to say sorry in a lot of situations, um, not with all my friends, some of my friends really understood me, and they, uh, you know, would talk me through it, but not all of them did right. as much, and I would take the blame for a lot of things, and I would, you know, be like, you know, I did wrong. And I, I like to try and find where I did wrong, because when it comes to drama or even conflict, there's always two sides to every story. Right. So it's important to reflect on what you did wrong, and also where the other person did wrong, maybe, or just not even what they did wrong, but where the misunderstanding occurred in the first place. But that's after experiencing... <laughs> everything I have that I can turn around and say this and be like oh you know in that situation in high school I was so mean at this point in time and that probably hurt their feelings and made them you know feel that way but um now it's like I don't know I think it when it comes to overthinking in friendships like I always felt it depended on where I stood with them I guess that maybe that's where it's the most conflict for me I'm, I was afraid I wasn't the best the best friend to a lot of my friends and I wanted to be the best friend to them Um, but that's where you just kind of grow as a person and decide you know is this a person you want in your life Um, do they want you in their life Um, is there giving and getting equally because a lot of times there's not and if you're overthinking your friendship it's probably because your the friendship's not there or that it's not Um, you might be giving more than getting and you are feeling like you know you guys aren't friends and if you want it to last talk to your friend about it because a lot of times they might not even realize they're doing it you know you're all very young or even when you're older too I feel like it's like I'm thinking about it I'm like wait I think that that happens in like 40s too you know there'll always be the one friend that's calling first and it's like, you know, make sure that you're talking to your friends about where you stand. Because it's also differences in personalities and there's a lot yeah, of reasons. For sure. And if your friend tells you, I just don't like talking on the phone. Oh, so it has nothing to do with me as a person and <laughs> you just don't want to talk to me on the phone. Okay, what are right. you doing Friday night or Saturday? Right. So when you are overthinking situations like that, I think it's important to understand, you know, who it is mm-hmm. and talking it out. Did you graduated 2018 18. okay do you think social media ever interfered with that I know that's not really related to the whole overthinking part but do you ever think social media interfered with you being able to actually communicate how you were feeling yes um I will say that social media started taking off when we were in school when I was in middle school that's when Facebook started happening mm-hmm. and Twitter and it was like cool to have it and I was mm-hmm. right on the growth And even now I look back at 2013 and it's like, oh my gosh, poke me if you're my crush, you know, and I'll have (laughs) memories pop up that are so cringy that I'm like, why was I allowed to post this? Right. Um, But we had a lot different experiences than like the middle schoolers now or even the high schoolers now where it's, um, we grew with it. So we were able, not in high school, I would say that in high school, it broke friendships. People were, you know, posting things about each other or, you know, all the beef was on the social media and people did not realize how much those words hurt to other people. Mm-hmm. 
And um, with Instagram, it was how many likes you had made you that much prettier, how many followers you had to make sure your followers were more than your following, otherwise you were not cool. <laughs> um, and these numbers ran us as uh, high school and even, you know, even early, early um, adulthood. Yeah. It mattered how much likes you got. And I would remember that, you know, that with my relationship even, um, I wanted, I had to post my boyfriend mm-hmm. because if I did not post us, we were not together. And my boyfriend had opposite views of this. And um, those numbers mattered to me how many people liked it. And it just ran. And that got me overthinking. Like right. it turned into overthinking because it's like, oh my God, I only got 90 likes on my post when my best friend got 150 is she still going to want to be my best friend even though she has thousands and thousands of people that could like her more that's insane it's it really does turn into and a lot of people still feel this way and I almost want to say you guys have it worse than I did because it was just growing now it's so embedded in who we are as a society that you cannot push you know you can't differentiate against it I was just talking with one of my teachers and another student I believe on Wednesday, whatever last day we had before the flooding all happened, and we were talking about maybe getting a club started where, you know, we can influence the school to, there'd be one day a week, you know, like every Tuesday, every student needs to put their phone in their backpack, and it would make kids at our school go insane. People would be like, what the heck? Like, I ne- Because, you know, you're sitting, in, you're sitting with your friends at lunch and you can't think of something to talk about, so you all get on your phones. You all go on Instagram. You are Snapchatting each other when you guys are right across from each other. Yes. I brought I up... still do that to Right, <laughs> right. I brought up social media because I've, I have friends who I know are more comfortable discussing an, an issue on social media or on a phone call rather than face-to-face. And then I have some friends who would rather talk face-to-face because, like, even though it's uncomfortable for me to talk face-to-face, I would rather do it face-to-face than text or a phone call because I'd be able to see their face and understand their tone. Because I've got, I've tried to resolve problems through text message, and it got even worse. Yeah. Because you can't read each other's tones. You can't read how you're talking. It, it, get, it, get, it gets messy. Well, and for overthinkers, um, I think that trying to resolve issues over a phone is a lot worse um, because you can't, like you're saying, see their face and you can't um, even, you just don't know what they're, is it even them? Right. You know? So if you feel that um, talking in person is like almost like an issue, I think that that's where it should start. Like, make sure that you're building these connections with your friends because the friendships that are able to communicate in person like that are the ones that are going to last through your lives because you guys are not going to be around each other all the time starting in a few years. You are all going to be going different places and doing different things. And for me, I don't even talk to the same people. I think I talked to, like, maybe three or four that I went to high school with. We mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're not forced to be around them anymore. So, are, you know, was this a person I really wanted to be around? No, not really. So I'm not going to be around them. Right. Um, so make sure that when you are having these friendships and doing these things and having fun, that you're doing it on an actual humanly level. And try and put down the phone as much as you can. And I know it's hard because <laughs> our brains, 
I could go into the science part of this, but like there is an addiction on the phone. And I yeah. know you hear it so much, but we as a society are having a hard time with doing basic work, like homework on paper or work on paper, because our dopamine levels are so high from the cell phones that we don't, we don't get the same release of dopamine being productive. Right. We would rather get it from our phone. So finding that balance in life, and even I'm working on it still, um, I think it's going to be something we have to really think about all the time. And being an overthinker, I've decided that, you know, Twitter is something that I only handle a little bit, and Facebook is something I, I am, a, I am addicted to TikTok, and that <laughs> is something that I've been... You're not the only one. <laughs> so... Uh, but that one I do less overthinking with because I just decide, you know, I'm not going to look at the comments. I'm not going to, I'm just going to take it for face value. This video was funny. I'll right. give it a like and I'll scroll because hearing too many people's opinions all the time really does overload my brain. I think the pandemic really affected everyone. You know, people at one point just started saying everything that was on their mind. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, like social media, it's almost like you're a whole other person. You forget that people have emotions. People could be going through something and you're, you can make it worse by stating something online that really doesn't need to be stated. Or that's stated 50 times already and yeah. you're just jumping on it. Yeah. Everyone, yeah, I've noticed that too. It's like, you know, everyone wants to state the same thing over and over and over again. It's like, I think the creator's gotten the point by now and they probably already feel kind of bad. Right. But at the same time, you know, some some that's just where society is going. Everyone gets to... And I know that we had a question on there about TikTok, right? Um, oh, right. Someone said that they will post a TikTok and then they'll immediately delete it because they assume they'll get hated on. See, and that is where that makes me, that's where this is coming in, you know, where it makes me sad because we cannot post what we want to anymore as long as it's truly not super hateful. Right. Because, you know, we don't want no hate, you know. <laughs> right. If you're going out of your way to be mean, then you're just being mean. Right. But don't feel bad if it's something you enjoy doing. Like, if you're afraid you're going to get hated on from the people at school because it might not be something they're into, then if it's not harming you or anyone else, then don't don't be scared to be your authentic self. But just make sure that it's not harming you or anyone else because really the age restriction on TikTok is supposed to be 13. So yeah. make sure that you're keeping it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, a little appropriate, yeah. Yeah, because I also worry about that with a lot of uh, with a lot of kids these days. It's like you know the social media you're really not supposed to have until you're older because there is a lot of complications and you never know who you're talking to. But that's me overthinking everything. <laughs> I freak out about that kind of stuff. But um, just making sure you know that when it comes to posting, you're posting what you want, but don't make sure it's not harmful to you or anyone else. And that's something that you can just. People are hating on you at school, then you know they're not very nice. I think I was just talking with a friend yesterday about you know life. They they they're gone through some things, and they were telling me that they wanted to start posting like vlogs. Like they want to do a YouTube. They thought it would be fun, but they are they were like you know I don't want to get made fun of. I don't want people from this you know high school or like from my family to like, make fun of me, and. I just told them, do it. If you want to, that's that's your choice. And if people are making fun of you, then that's just really low. Because when I posted this, when I posted my first podcast episode, I was so nervous. And 
I recorded that episode like five different times, and looking back on it, I wish I had recorded it a sixth, but I remember posting it, and I posted on my Instagram story, please don't hate on me, because this is something I've been wanting to do for a long time, and it's something I love. Isn't that and sad we have to do that? It's, yeah, and it's sad, because I got so much love and support. I still get a lot of love and support, and don't get me wrong, I've heard comments that I haven't wanted to hear. I've, I know people don't love this podcast as much as other people do but the fact that uh i posted my first episode and immediately thought about all the people that would hate it it's sad and that's why i was telling this person just do it i agree just do it and like another thing too is when it comes to doing something you like make sure you keep it a hobby because a lot of people also are posting to get famous right and it goes back to the number thing when I was in high school, it mattered what your following count was and how many likes you got on those pictures and that determined your worth. Don't go down that route. If you want to be a creator and do that as a living, that is a choice 110% up to you as a person. But so many people that are in that field will tell you how hard it is on their mental health. So be ready for that as well if you are getting into the content creating part of it or everyone on TikTok is like, oh, I want to go viral. I remember Rowdy might have been right. that a little bit. But you just got to remember that, like, you know, you can't keep – that can't be your worth. Just because it's not working doesn't mean that it's not, you know, something that you should still enjoy doing. Just like, you know, this podcast thing, the, num- the numbers don't matter. Right. If you are enjoying doing it, do it. And the vlog, if that person – wants to do it as a hobby do it but once you start making it a career it is no longer a hobby and that's where it's a fine line and it gets scary on social media well we were just talking about this before we started recording like you asked me oh how are your views on this how like is it because skyrocketing but you know I was like "Uh, I really really try not to look at views and I know like I know deep down, you know, this episode did better than this one. I don't even have to look at the views because I just, I can tell. And I get reactions on my Instagram page, so that is kind of already feeding me and giving me people's opinions on what they thought about this episode or that episode. But I definitely think that's what a lot of people worry about when they want to do something that involves social media or not even just social media, but, well, actually, yeah, everything has revolved around media. Oh, yeah. But... They are like, oh, I want to do this, but this is going to happen, or this could happen, or I won't get this many views. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I have goals for my podcast. You know, I want my Instagram page to make it to 200 followers because that'd be a lot of people, you know, chiming in on what I'm doing. And I have I like, have a surprise plan for my listeners and followers when that does happen, but I'm also trying not to let it, like, bother me, you know? Yes. Like, I, I still want this to be fun for me. I'm not just doing this to get a number. I'm doing it because it's fun. But... It kind of gives me another goal, mm-hmm. and I think separating what's healthy for you and what's not is a good way to address things, especially when it involves social media. Well, and I loved your response to me when I said that, because first of all, when I said that, I was like, because I was thinking you were like, you know, it. I'm watching it, you know, because that's how I am, and right? I don't post on social media anymore. Like, you go to any of my stuff, and it's like 2020 was the last time I posted, <laughs> because... If I do post, it still matters. Like, it's still something I have not kicked yet. Like, the last time I posted, I went and looked at um, how many likes I got on Instagram. And I was like, I am down 90 likes from my last post. (laughs) I am down 40 followers. But then I was like, it's fine. 
fine. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't value me as a person at all. Right. People still love me. <laughs> um, so that's why I asked. But then when you told me your response and was like, you know, I don't really look. I thought that was, that's a very mature thing. And that's something that um, you learn as you grow. And I think that that is awesome. And you should still have goals because you do want this to be something for you, yeah. you know, in the future. But it's, it doesn't, it doesn't have to grow overnight. Like it can be a slow growth or even just if it helps you with broadcasting, if you ever do get to be on a radio or do that. It, this is going to help you. Right, like, right. You're literally speaking to people already, and that's insane. I think it's awesome. Yes, I. I really when I when I posted this episode, mm-hmm. that was I, like I did it for me, and I didn't realize it until after I posted it. But people had reached out to me and said, "This makes me want to go out and do this. Like I want to start this hobby, or I want to start a blog, or do something." You know, and I was like, I never thought about that. How this could inspire other people and. I get, I get told that I'm mature for my age, which is nice, uh, but it, it makes me kind of sad also because there are people my age who were on different levels of maturity, mm-hmm. and, you know, I can tell them, you know, do what you want, do it for you, don't let other people get in your head, and they probably won't grasp that, grasp that until they're 20, 21. Oh, even then, you'd be surprised because, yeah. you know, a lot of times even 20-year-olds are like, gosh, you know. And then it doesn't even just become the pressures of your peers. It is now the pressure of the world. Right. And, like, right now, I feel like I am not in a good spot and I should be doing more because I'm turning 22. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but uh, at, at 22 years old, when I was 16, I was like, I'm going to be living in the city. I'm going to be an independent woman. And I'm going to be doing – I'm thriving. Right. The economy says no now. Like, I cannot afford to even pay rent by myself. So it's like the pressures that we start overthinking are going to be way different. And right now it's like I'm I'm not at a good place at 22 years old. I am not independent. I am not, you know, making enough. I did get my degree, and that's awesome, but maybe I'm not applying it enough. Maybe right. I may be doing something else. Am I in the right career choice? And so... The things that you start overthinking change once you get out of high school, but that's why it's also important not to compare yourself to where everyone else is, and that's something that I'm learning, and so, like, I'll see my friends on Facebook, and they'll be buying a house at 22, and I'm like, oh my goodness, why am I not buying a house at 22, but then there's other ones of my friends that maybe haven't even graduated college yet, so wherever you are at in life, and on the maturity scale or, you know, uh, where you're at in high school, it's like, just be happy with where you are because you're a little bit further than yesterday. Right. And that's okay. And stop comparing yourself to everyone else around you because every little milestone matters. Like, just be proud of yourself for uploading the first episode or uploading this episode right. or graduating high school. Give yourself a year to be ready for college, or if you're going straight into college, get excited you passed that semester, because right. not everyone did. Or, you know, maybe you wouldn't have if you didn't study this one time. You know, just be excited for the small things, because it, it becomes so overwhelming if you start to overthink everything else. Right. So I'm just, I get excited when I can wake up in the morning and go to work, because sometimes <laughs> it's, that's what, it takes everything in me to want to, you know, right. do that, so talking about you know social media and you brought up being happy with yourself I had someone bring up body image and how they have goals for the year to 
you know, reach a certain weight limit or whether it's higher up for muscle or lower to lose weight. And I was just going to ask, have you ever overthought about that, you know, how you look and mm-hmm. how you appear to other people? Yeah, um, that is probably my biggest overthinking. I remember in high school, it was my nose, it was my acne. Um, oh, was, don't even get me started on acne. <laughs> right? I, it's, a, it's a thing. And even at 22, I thought that my acne would be better, and it's not, and it's mm-hmm. making me feel really bad because I'm like, God, I'm out of puberty. Why? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this because we're recording and, like, just to make you feel better, but I actually thought your skin, like, looks really nice Thank right you. now. <laughs> you know, some people have been saying that, so that makes me happy, but I have to wear masks every day, so it's, right. like, getting, you know, and then, you know, right. if you're struggling with acne right now, just don't worry about it. <laughs> the masks are not helping any of us, no. and we're all facing the same struggles, but um, I have overthought a lot about my body image and actually recently I had a mental breakdown because I am heavier than I have ever been in my life and I bald and bald and I'm still struggling with that and I think that what's important is if you are on a weight gain or a weight loss journey Mm -hmm. is to not be consumed with that number if you feel better than yesterday like don't and I hear that sometimes it helps people that um uh, they don't look at the scale every day and they look at it maybe once a month or they'll do it every two months. Right. But as long as you're eating healthier, you're drinking water and you know, you're feeling better. I think that that counts as anything. Like as long as you feel great in yourself, that's what matters. And that's where I need to start because right now I don't feel great with the pandemic. I've been lazier than I've ever been. I've been um, you know, not doing as much, not keeping up on, you know, even the basic stuff. Like, my acne's getting worse because maybe I'm not washing my face as much anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I think it's important to just do the little things to make you feel better. And if you're feeling better, then let that be it. Don't put, you know, everyone else's opinions of yourself and make that what you are. Because, you know, like I said, as long as you're happy, that's all that matters. I, I agree. I I definitely struggled with body image more than ever when the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was so used to doing sports every day. And I actually talked about this with my chiropractor the other day. She was telling me, you know, when she finished doing, she played softball in college. When she was done with college and college ball, she said she went into like almost a depression for a couple months because it was really hard for her to not be in that sports routine anymore. And I was thinking about it, you know, it's going to be hard for me when I graduate and not doing sports if I end up not doing college ball. And I I know it'll be hard on me. I know it will be. But then I was thinking the pandemic kind of already prepared me for it because I did nothing. And I mean, it didn't help. I've talked about this before already. My my dog who would go on runs with me passed away the beginning of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, I'm I'm a young girl. I don't want to go run out in the woods or out in the in town without a dog or yeah. some sort of protection and my motivation was so lacking when it came to body image and it's sad I know that I wasn't like extremely unhealthy I think I was just more mentally and emotionally unhealthy rather than physically but I, I did gain weight over that time and once sports came back and I started doing more active things again 
I went to the doctor, and they're like, oh, you lost 20 pounds. And I was like, holy See, crap. And, you know, and that's where it's kind of hard to make it about the scale because you were up in weight when you were mentally and, you know, just emotionally not happy. Yeah. So, really, sometimes those correlate more than you think they would. And then people focus so much on the weight part that even when someone gets smaller, they're not happy. And right. it's because they're not focusing on the thing that matters, and it's their happiness. If you if you are happy and you are emotionally okay, I really do think a lot of the weight will come off naturally because you'll be more active because you want to do things. You want to go on trips. You want to go on walks with your family or your right. dog or you just want to get out and about, maybe go to the mall. I mean, the mall is like a three-hour walk in itself. Right. So um, I think that those correlate way more than you think. So making sure if you, the person that's going to are doing this journey of weight gain or weight loss, just make sure you're happy before you're going into it because even I've seen it work where um, working out, very positive thing. But then it consumes people. They're not jacked enough. They're not. Their muscles are small. It messes with their diet yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, have goals. Goals are great. And, you know, wanting to be able to lift a certain amount is awesome. But just don't make it everything you are because it's not healthy that way either. So, and don't overthink it either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I, I think when... Other than the pandemic, the only other time I really struggled with, like, body image was when I was in, like, middle school. I remember I had parents, like, making comments on the way I looked. And they would compare me to, you know, one of my friends. And I'm like, what? What? You know? Because you, when you're little, no one no one cares whether you're short, tall, skinny, a little chunky, you know? They're, they're just like, oh, you're a kid. But then when I got to middle school and features started to be pointing, like, started to get pointed out, it... It really hurt. And that's what's kind of hard because this isn't... We can sit here and preach all day about how little it truly does matter. Mm -hmm. Because in the end, it is little on how it Mm -hmm. truly does matter. But it's so engraved in our society that even people that are 40, 45, 50, Mm -hmm. all the way up, care about what they look like. Because it's just such... And it's not something new. It's not something created by social media because it happened before social media. I mean, girls have been wearing um, dresses that might make them look slimmer. Those little corset things since like the 1800s. So (laughs) it's not something that's new. But balancing that with, you know, making sure that it's not consuming you is what's important and knowing that no matter what you look like you are loved by people you know it's not who you are and uh social media hasn't helped that in that regard because i feel like a lot of kids now are consumed by that number yeah but um just making sure that you really disconnect your happiness and what it means to you know what everyone else thinks about you because just be happy with who you are and that you you know you're living this life (laughs) right (laughs) i think one thing that was nice to learn in middle school, I mean, my mom was, my mom is always going to be my mm-hmm. emotional support system. She's just awesome like that. And I remember in middle school when the whole weight thing got brought up and I was so bothered by it, she, she told me, you know, when you're, you, you could be a certain height and you need to be a certain weight, right? Everyone, everyone's different. You know, this girl could be taller than me and skinnier. And I, like, I could be considered bigger than her. And, you know, numbers on the scale could be 
dramatically insane when in reality like I'm I'm healthy for the way my body is and I think that's what a lot of people forget you know some people like I personally have thicker thighs whereas someone else like doesn't and they could be you know comparing our numbers and being like why and why do I weigh less than greenly or why do I weigh more than greenly but they don't think about the different body features yes and you know that just comes down to genetics too right I mean I I feel your pain on that. I'm, <laughs> I'm like all legs. And so I I do think that when we're talking about numbers, we're talking about an overall thing, but we're still, you know, we don't look at the features like you're saying. Right. And it it is important to do that, and it is important to, because some people get into this weight loss journey, um, and they're like, gosh, I want to hit this number, but maybe for their body type, that number is not healthy. Right. So it's important, to, and especially for heights, because height matters too. Yeah. If you're tall and you're trying to hit 120 pounds, that's not healthy. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, you should never probably be under 140 pounds. And I don't really think anyone, I don't know, but it's like, yeah. it's insane. Because no one's taking into account that someone might be 4'11", and then the next person might be 6'2". They just look at, oh my god, you weigh 300 pounds. Right. That's, it sucks. And it... It really is a society thing, and I wish that it didn't matter as much because then, like, even I will, you know, go out, and I'm like, I didn't brush my hair today, and I'm <laughs> like, maybe I should have brushed my hair today, and I feel bad about it, but I'm like, I'm never going to see any of you people again, so <laughs> does it matter? Probably not. <laughs> like, I went through this process. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. My mom was driving the other day, and something, something happened, and... You know, when you're in your car and other people are in their car, it's not like you're communicating with them. You can make, like, hand signals, honk, whatever. Something happened, and my mom felt really bad. I was like, Mom, you're never going to see that person ever again. Yeah. But she was so, like, bothered by it, and I was just like, well. You got to go through the process because, you know, that's just being human. Yeah. The thing, you know, feeling bad. <laughs> but you got to go through the process of, like, rationalizing. Being like, okay, yes, like, I'm never going to see these people again. Does it really matter? But in high school, you know, where, where you're at, it is it feels a lot more extreme because you do see these people every day and you're right. all confined in a little social environment. Like, high school is so crazy because it's like, it's almost its own society. And you got you got your cliques, you yes. have the adults that manage certain groups and yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's kind of a whole different ballpark, but you guys are almost out of that, so... Right? <laughs> yeah, except if you're not, then I'm sorry, and, you know, we'll keep going through it. Right. <laughs> you got it. It's not It's not too bad. Yeah. You know, I was saying earlier, this podcast is a hobby of mine. I enjoy it. I try not to put, my, like, put too much stress on me when it comes to it. But there are things that I overthink, you know. I, I know for a fact that I'm going to be posting some episodes after I, I graduate because I'll be out of high school. But right now, it's like I, I can't talk about certain things. I mean, I go to a small school, mm-hmm. and, and I don't want I don't want to cause drama, and I don't want to be a part of that. But it's like there are things that I know I could share with, you know, a freshman, sophomore, junior this year that they can apply next year. Yeah. But it's like I can't talk about it quite yet because of how toxic high school can be. 
and how you know what's funny that you say that because even through this conversation I was thinking back on you know my experiences and I'm like do I talk about that because what if this person listens and it's like who out of my school is gonna listen to this like I'm thinking my friends once they see my name on this they might click on it and then I'm like do I really want them to hear that I said that right but then at the same time it's like you know these are my experiences and this is what I was going through at that time so it's like is it that bad but you it doesn't change like I'm sitting here thinking the same thing I'm I'm like, I don't know if I should say that. And so I'm like trying to... <laughs> well, and I I know I, I don't want this to ever be a negative area where people oh, get yeah. offended. But oh, yeah. I also told my mom, you know, if I talk about something that's happened in my life and someone gets upset about it because they think it applies to them, do, do I really have to apologize for that? Or is that kind of a, a sign for them to, you know, maybe reflect on how they've how they're treating people now or treating people how they treated people in the past or how they will treat people in the future. I, I really, really try when I talk about things for it to have meaning for everyone, you know, mm-hmm. for have for everyone to reflect on stuff. I've had someone your age message me and be like, hey, you know, this episode, I have not thought about this since I was in high school and it's kind of nice because now it's kind of a reminder for how I'm living life as an, an adult. Yeah, because in reality, I mean, a lot of times the things that we do, socially anyway, the issues we come across is not no different. And I mean, you you would expect people to be more mature and you would expect them to, you know, present themselves in different ways. But reality, that doesn't always happen. And so the skills you learn, how you handle conflict in high school and just in conflict in general is important. Like what you're saying, you know, you want this to be a safe space and you don't want this to ever be something negative. And I think that's a that's a good goal and that's important and you should, you know, keep that a thing. But at the same time, how you would handle a conflict that would arise if someone felt bad about mm-hmm. something that was said is important to be like, you know, I hear you, but is there something <laughs> that you need to change? Like right. what you said, like right. that's perfect because in reality, you know, everyone's not going to cater to you as a person. No one cares once you're in your work environment if your feelings are hurt because your boss yelled at you, you know? So it's important to kind of, you know, have these skills and coping with these issues and conflicts and how you how you do that, you can learn now. If you are having an issue with your best friend, talk it out. Oh right. my gosh, I, so many conflicts could be like solved if you just be like, hey, what's going on? Because in reality, they're probably feeling and overthinking the situation just as much as you are. And sometimes, you know, I've been in situations where someone will reach out to me, whether it's through the phone or in person, they'll be like, hey, I've been having this issue and I just want to talk about it. I'm like, what? Like, I have no idea that it's even like, I had no idea my friend was even thinking that. You know, I didn't know there was a problem. So definitely communication. And I, I get not, I get being scared to message someone or talk to them. I really do. Because it, it's scary, you know. You don't want it to blow up into something worse. But, you know, sometimes that happens and it's part of living. And most of the time, if it's a healthy relationship, I think it always, or not always, but I think it ends up working out. It does. And that's... You know, if you're having conflict with your friends nonstop, you got to really reflect on, you know, what's causing these issues. Is it yourself or is it the other person? And is this friendship worth it? For some people, that is worth it. And, you know, working through those issues is important to them. And that person may have been in their life for 10 plus years. But sometimes it's like, 
it's not if it's making you feel bad. If, if a person is making you feel worse about herself for no reason, then... For multiple little things. Yes. I think that was one of the hardest things that I've learned in all my years of living is not every friendship is going to work out. And it's sad, you know, because there's a time period in your life where you get along with this person and it's going great, but you get older, you start having different interests, you know, a big transition for girls, I would say, from, you know, middle school to high school is boyfriends. (laughs) We, yeah, we love that. And I just think, I think not enough, at least girls, I think not enough girls are told that it's okay. And I think there's a lot of people that try to maintain friendships and relationships when they shouldn't be. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've experienced it. I've experienced being in a relationship, friendship for too long when it should have been cut a long time ago. And it's part of growing and I'm learning and it's fine. But I think not enough people hear that, that, you know, it's okay to let it go. I agree, because that was not me. I was the problem solver, fixer of everything, because, you know, no one could not like me. Right. And I don't know if that was a complex I had or something, but if I heard that someone didn't like me, I would rethink every decision I made in my life, and I'd be like, what made it to where this person didn't like me? I I do that too. And it's like, they probably just didn't like me because, you know... My smile was bigger than theirs, or my (laughs) hair was straight and theirs wasn't, or, you know, they liked my boyfriend. (laughs) Right? Like, it's like, it it really just comes down to, not everyone's going to like you, or even my personality. Maybe they didn't like that I was in, you know, trying to solve all my friends' problems, because that's really who I am, is I'm a person that likes to try and solve their problems, and not everyone likes that, not everyone needs that, and that's something I'm learning too. Like, (laughs) oh, you don't want to hear my opinion, you want to just talk? Okay. (laughs) You want, you're like, oh, I won't give my opinion, I'll just sit here and listen. Yes. And you're like, trying really hard not to talk. (laughs) Yes, but it's helped me so much, and especially because some of my friends now will be like, hey, they'll call me up, and they'll be having a bad day, and they'll be like, hey, just listen. I don't need, I don't need a therapist. I need a friend. And I'm like, thank you for putting me in my place before this even started because I would spout nonsense and probably make your situation worse. (laughs) This kind of relates to with what someone said. They said, people will think I'm annoying if I talk a lot and they grew up socially anxious. Do you, you know, do you relate Uh, to that? I, talking a lot? No, because I'm kind of the opposite. I am also socially anxious. Um, but I don't talk as much. Um, I'm kind of in a profession now where I have to, um, but I was the quiet friend. Right. Um, But if you feel like you're going to annoy people or your friends because you talk too much, I think that means you need new friends. (laughs) Because, like, that's a personality thing, and if you are just talking and giving your input and they're making you feel that way, then that's just not fair. But, I mean, if they've, you know, if they're like, I'm not in the mood to talk right now, and then you insert yourself anyway, that's different. But I imagine that's not what you're doing. I think yeah. you're just overthinking the situation on where you're, which you're talking. Don't don't freak out about that. I mean, <laughs> maybe Greenlee's right now is like, Kendall's talking away too. No, I think you're, I think you're doing a great job. But, um, just, you know... That's one of the things I ever think about when I have guests come on here. It's like, are they going to engage with me? Are they going to talk loud enough? Are they going to actually 
help this episode out or are they kind of just going to be there? And everyone's been fine. Everyone's been great. You're doing awesome. <laughs> but that's like, that, that's another thing too, you know, you just got to make sure that you're communicating. Mm-hmm. If you're really worried about it, you know, and you're like, gosh, am I annoying my friends? Be like, hey, am I talking too much? <laughs> and if they go, no, you're good. If they say, yeah, then be like, <laughs> okay, wait, maybe, maybe if they say yes, I don't know. But sometimes our friends might tell us we're annoying and not actually mean it. Or maybe they might tell us, hey, shut up, because, you know, maybe you're talking when there's a teacher talking. I don't know. Yeah. But for the most part, if they're just being mean to you for no reason, and they they probably just... And that they just want you to be quiet in general. Yeah. You should never... You should never compromise your personality or who you are as a person, especially if you're a talkative person. Because guess what? You would vibe with people like me that don't talk as much. And that's a perfect balance to a friendship. Like, I loved my friends that were more outgoing because we could go out and, like, have fun. And they would be my outgoing person and I could, like, smile through them because they're the ones that are doing things that I would not be comfortable doing. So you find balance in that. So don't don't ever compromise who you are because it would be perfect for somebody else. And sorry, that's my dog. No, it's okay. <laughs> I know that I'm more of a talkative person rather than like sitting and being quiet. If one, if one of my friends comes to me and is like, hey, like, can you just listen? Like, I'll listen. Um, but I think most of the time I do the talking. And I've never been told by my friends to stop talking. But I... I feel like I've gotten hints before, like, just from their body language. I'm like, oh, I should probably, probably, like, maybe ask them a question or, like, say say something that isn't, you know, about me. <laughs> yes. Like. And, you know, that's also something, too, you know, if you recognize that maybe, oh, my gosh, because I've always thought that, too. Like, if I'm, you know, talking to somebody and I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I trying, am I telling them too much about myself? Like, yeah. I, so, like, I always try, like, uh, if we're on a topic, I'll tell my experience and then be like do you have one (laughs) like hey like what is what do you have something to input because sometimes maybe they like bring up something and they have something they're just dying to tell you right so I don't know but if if they truly do feel like if you are you know getting hated on more than you should be maybe just kind of think about your friends yeah I've, I've never come across someone who has you know, been rude to me when I'm talking or tell me to be quiet or made me feel like I couldn't talk to them. Obviously, like, when I meet new people, I'm a little more quiet because I'm, try- I'm trying to read the room, trying to read how people are. I-, I definitely think, though, if you feel like you can't talk to to someone because you think they're going to judge you, then maybe, you know, I know people can be intimidating, but if you think there's an issue, talk to them. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if they're... I've come across a lot of people where you bring a situation up and they're not wanting to, you know, work it out. It it sucks, but dropping them is probably the best Well, and sometimes it's, like, such a personality thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, jeez, I run into it every day. My (laughs) boyfriend hates bringing up stuff, and he's like, once I'm over it, I'm over it. And I'm, like, an overthinker, so, like, I'll think about it for days, and then I'll finally be like, hey, do you remember when you said this? I've, I've been in situations before with Rowdy, actually, where we'll, you know, argue about something and it's resolved, and then a couple days later I'm going to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm not over it yet. i got to bring it up again. <laughs> and I don't think, I mean, maybe it could be a little toxic, but I don't, I also feel like it's good for 
like for me, maybe Rowdy's like, what the heck? But mm-hmm. sometimes when you think something's re- resolved and it's not, I think it's okay to bring it back up again. I do as well, um, as long as you're not holding it over their head. Mm-hmm. Because that's something that I also struggled with. I'm a very insecure person, so when it came to my relationships, I... I would cling on to them and be like, save me, or like, you know, make me feel better. Right. And um, I found it was very toxic, at least for me, you know, in my relationship, because I kind of made him be the person that, you know, fixed me, all that. Right. So as soon as I was comfortable enough with myself, I was like, you know, I stopped holding the things that he made me mad about over mm-hmm. his head and once we resolved it I really did try my best to get over <laughs> it because I would be the person that would be like a month later I'll be like oh my god you said this right you called me ugly or something or it doesn't were, it doesn't even just apply to relationships I do no, that like friendships sister too. my sister yes. growing up you know she would get in trouble and she'd be like well Greenlee did this my mom's like when during this time my mom's like like two months ago really we're gonna yes. bring that up it's very common for people to do, and that's that's something I've struggled with before. You know, I, I think everything's fine with a person. I, we've talked it out, and I can get in an argument with them a couple months later, and they'll bring up something. I'm like, if you were never happy with the way we resolved things, why, why have you just let the anger built up? Yeah, you know? why didn't you talk about it before? And I'm the... I was the type of person that would let it build up, mm-hmm. but I also never, when I had my friendships and was in high school and, you know, doing my thing, I never brought it up. Mm-hmm. Like, I got walked on so much because I just let my friends be, you know, mean to me, and I wouldn't say anything or use me. Using yeah. me was a huge thing. They would, like, come over to my house and say they were coming over to my house and then go over to their boyfriend's house. Right. Like, I was the friend that was, like, easy. Because yeah. I would not voice my opinion. And that's something that I've, I've had to learn how to handle. Like, right. I really am like, okay, I am a person. I matter. I'm going to stick up for myself. So also, like, balancing that and making sure that you are up front with your feelings. Because they are not going to take it as serious if you bring it up months later. But if you are in the moment, like, I don't want you to make me feel this way anymore by doing this. Mm-hmm. That will save so much. And they're called I statements. I feel this way because this and Mm -hmm. this is why. Such a basic concept that nobody uses. And it's such a good way of communicating. If you say, I feel this, like mad because this. Think about how much people will start to understand, you know. Right. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I never thought about it that way. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. And I'm not trying to sound like a hypocrite when we're talking about this either. Because, you know, this year I'm a senior. And I've been in stuff like that before. I'll be like, well, a while ago you did this and it's just been building up. And the person's like, well, then talk to me, Greenlee. It is so and, hard. You know, it's like I I try not to let things bother me too much. Because I am a really sensitive person. And I've been told that by I've been told that by friends and acquaintances. So when things happen, I'm like, okay, don't, don't. Let it's it bother also you. Don't. You overthink in that regard. Yeah. It's like, am I being too sensitive? But yeah. if something hurts your feelings, talk it out. Right. Like, and I, I think that's been my, that's been my struggle, mm-hmm. especially senior year. It's like I'm I'm trying not to be too sensitive, and I'm like I'm not trying to start drama either. I just I I want to make sure everything's resolved. But then sometimes I'm like, is there even anything to resolve? 
Like, am I just overthinking about it too much? Like, it's, 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 uh, it's fun. A good rule of thumb, if it hurts your feelings or if you are uh, thinking about it, just talk about it. Just, just resolve it. And, or even if it doesn't come to a resolve, that's when you start to, you know, reflect on who you have in your life. Because, like I said, you know, a lot of times in high school, these aren't your forever friends anyway. Mm -hmm. So just making it to where you might find new people that you vibe with in high school. Like, I don't know, most of you probably have your friend groups already. But you, if you are starting to reach out to these other cliques, because I know it's super clicky, <laughs> you might realize you might vibe with a different group of friends more, and you might feel more comfortable in that group. And that's not a bad thing. Don't The labels don't matter. So just making sure that you, you know, if something hurts your feelings, first of all, bring it up. It's never too little. And then try and resolve it with your friends, your family, because even if it comes into family too, you know. A lot of times we have a hard time talking to our parents. And if we have any parents listening, it's sometimes your kids can't talk to you. <laughs> and it's, it's hard. And even parents to kids. I mean, sometimes parents just want to be able to communicate how they're feeling about a situation that their kid might be doing. or yeah. um, And they can't. So it's like just talking with just anyone can help so much. And relieving stress, too. Yeah. I mean, that's why we like... You know, that's why it's sometimes good to talk to teachers and get a different point of view. Be like, hey, I just experienced this. I feel awful about it. You know, what can I do? Right. It, it really does help to get a second opinion. And, you know, it helps you stop overthinking. Because if you have someone tell you, oh, it's fine. That's not that big of a deal. Instantly click. Like, right. Like, oh, my gosh, you're right. <laughs> everyone that is the end of this episode thank you so much to everyone who replied on lwg podcast's instagram story if you haven't already make sure to follow that it is my podcast page where i do updates communicate with you as a listener like i said earlier it is a goal of mine to get to 200 followers and i have a surprise for you guys so give it a follow if you haven't already thank you so much kendall for doing this episode with me i'm really looking forward to everyone hearing it and Happy birthday, by the way. I know, it's so crazy, 22. 22. (laughs) All right, guys, we are out. Bye.